Hello and welcome back to Chirping with ABA Owls. This is part two of ABA programs, yay or nay. Your turn. Yeah, you so on. yeah, so I'm I just think chill. Okay, cool. I think yeah, I think the we just have to be better. And I think in terms of ethics, as we will mention later on, and ethically and procedurally, it is better for everyone to be overseen by someone who's qualified and experienced enough in the field. Um, and yeah, it just it's it flows smoother. And um, if we want to continue to be able to prove that ABA is doing good, we need to have our ducks in a row and um, sort of just, you know, do the things the way we should and the way it's been set up by the board certified behavior. Well, the, sorry, the board, is, I can't even think of the words, the BACB. <laughs> okay, so. Behave. Yes, go, go, go. I was going to say the behavior analyst um, board. Certification board, isn't it? Yes. The Behaviour oh, Analyst Certification Board. That is what it's exactly. I was going to say Behaviour Associates. I don't know why. <laughs> Goodness me. I can't even speak. Okay. So, we've got... So, I'm going to move on to when and where. We sort of lump them in together because they are shorter things to answer. And obviously, Carl and I, as we've mentioned quite a few times already, we're going to be going into a lot more detail about programs. And I just thought I'd go through, skim through these ones because they're not that interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just something to, to consider and something that where we both have, um, we've used ABA in these various settings. So when I said where, okay, so I've categorized it into sort of home and school and then I've got other settings. Um, so in the home environment, okay, in the UK, there are quite a lot of home-based ABA programs, um, especially in London, around the hubs, um, around the bigger cities, um, whereby an ABA tutor works within the home, tutoring the person who requires intervention or therapy. And this is quite common. Carl and I have both worked in these settings. And there are definite pros and cons to this, which we will talk about later. I don't think it's worth going into now. Um because it, there's a lot of detail and a lot of... Um, yeah, we'll be here forever. Exactly. You know, people and relationships and stuff that's going on there. And then in schools, okay, so there's an increasing amount of schools in the UK, especially that are working with ABA professionals with their students. Okay, some because they have ASD or other learning difficulties or communication difficulties. Okay, and these are mainstream schools um, with students who are part of the mainstream classroom, but they also receive therapy um, from their sort of one-to-one, -one, okay? And so people, they're getting, um, those one-to-ones are learning how to implement ABA. Um, and there's also special, um, and there's also schools that have um, units, so like they have an autism unit attached to a mainstream school where they have teachers that are teaching them. And those um, educators are also having exposure to ABA and ABA principals. And there's also special educational needs schools um, who are being trained, the teams are being trained how to use ABA for their learners, okay? And this is also because there's less staff and more kids. So if you can teach more effectively um, and sort of um, focus on things easier with this, with the children that you are working with, it can be easier to, to for the children to reach their goals and their targets. Um, and there are also schools in, you know, that provide 
ABA intervention specifically. Okay, so they train staff within house. So they provide all their training, um, and the students get ABA therapy. That's part of their education. It's integrated into education. And again, we'll go into more detail in the future. But I just thought those. That's kind of where ABA can be received, and um, the programs just look slightly different in slightly different environments. Um, also, other settings, so that within community settings, I always like to add, because, you know, there's respite facilities where kids go when they're not with their families. Um, there's play schemes, there's art clubs, there's, you know, holiday clubs. There's all these kinds of things where um, staff are also learning how to. And we, you know, I ran an art club with another colleague of ours. And also, um, we are, we know a lovely club, which we'll mention later, but the Sunnyside Club, um, who also is doing... ABA therapy, but in a play, play scheme kind of manner. So it doesn't necessarily look like ABA in a school setting, but they're still using the principles of ABA. Um, and then in terms of when, so I just was like, I would always suggest as soon as possible, okay, if you're concerned, if you have a concern, it's valid. You know, we worry for certain reasons. Um, and I would mm -hmm. say that if even if you, it goes nowhere, at least you've done your research and you feel a bit better about it. Um, but I would always say, yeah, do, you've checked. exactly, you know, and then you don't have to worry about that factor anymore. So I always say, if you worry, do your research, contact people, and most importantly, vet people. Vetting people is yeah, really, 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 really important. Okay. Make sure that the people... Ask for references. Exactly. And also make sure that you know that they're qualified and experienced. Okay. And get started. I mean, it's never too late. And if you never try, you'll never know. So... I would always say... The vetting people, yeah. Yeah, and also, if you never try ABA and you're concerned about the person that you're concerned about, you know, it's better to know and to try than to go, oh, he's now 17 and we should have tried it when he was 10 and now we're seven, we've lost seven years of where we could have been working. So I always yeah. just, I think it's something to consider. Um, Definitely. But yeah, do you want to add anything there, Carla? Uh, well... The vetting thing mm. is just is something. We'll, we'll discuss it in more detail in the future. But it's just, it's so important. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to, you know, you're not. It's a it's a job. It's work for us. It's our field of work, and people. Everyone gets interviewed for a new job. Everyone gets asked questions. So don't don't feel bad if you have to ask a question or if you have to question something, because it is really important. Because you are. You let's say you're your child's or that young person's protector, so it's normal to want to make sure you're giving them the best yeah. that there is, and <clears throat> that would be so and you know that brings us to how would a how would an ABA program be implemented and there are lots of variables and there are lots of different things to consider when you implement a program and. We will discuss that in greater detail in, in future episodes because it's a whole world yeah. of how to implement it. Sorry, I was also going to say, you know, that basically a, a program will di be dictated by the individual's needs and their barriers to learning. So that's why I was mentioning assessment earlier. So once a detailed assessment has been conducted, then the VCBA will design a program tailored to that individual and will be implemented by the team and overseen and reviewed by the VCBA. But I also wanted to add that, you know, 
I've forgotten what I wanted to say. But I, it is, it, it, I think, yeah, it's very, very important that um, it's tailored to the individual. And I recently, now remembered, sorry, I recently had a conversation with someone about who, who misunderstands what ABA, and I, I'm going to put that in a polite way, misunderstands how ABA is, well, what ABA really is. Um, and we're telling me, we don't do a, what was that? We don't do prescribed teaching. And I was kind of like, I don't understand what oh. you mean. I was trying to get them to explain me to me what that meant because I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying because I can't prescribe. That's what it's so frustrating about explaining what we do because I can't prescribe without having met someone and known someone quite a lot and had tried done, done the trial and error myself. I can't yeah. see that it's going to work. So I don't understand what they meant. So if you're listening, I hope you are. I I really would like an explanation about what prescribed <laughs> teaching might look like because as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> what I do is really not like that. There's principles like those to follow. Yeah. There's principles. You like those on TV <laughs> if you're watching, if you're listening. Like, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's fascinating. But yeah, I would like I just don't I don't really understand. But then I think maybe they've just seen snippets of really rigid teaching and then assumed that that's how we teach and I'm mm. like yes it can look quite rigid but ultimately there would be a reason for that and it would move on to things it would move on from that it's not always that yeah but anyway that's a topic for another conversation so obviously we always 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 consider ethics as a massive massive part of our field and Carla will tell you she's studying at the moment like ethics is one of the biggest yeah. areas you have to just know inside and out I love ethics yeah and it's it a, was one of my favorite books at uni yeah and it's a great it's a great topic because it really gets you thinking and I think that's mm. um, a really good way to sort of try and understand it it's not about what you believe is best you know, always, you've got to try and be quite objective and see what's the whole picture and what's best for everybody, but have this person at the center of that. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. And, yeah. you know, like, if you don't know this and you are pursuing a career in ABA, you should know this, okay? And the people that you look up to or the people you're training, being trained from, should tell you in great detail about ethics, and, you know, there is a professional and ethical code of compliance, which every BCBA should follow. And actually, everybody who's working in the field um, should be yeah, aware of it. Everyone. Yeah. And have quite intimate knowledge. You've got to know all the codes and contacts. And if you're unsure, you go and check it again all the time. And you can find this under the, um, the code under um, it's BACB.com slash forward slash ethics dash information forward slash so that's bacb.com forward slash ethics dash information forward slash and it's really really important and there's actually been a new ethics code that's been released so check the updated version yeah yeah for january 2022 exactly so okay and also with the series of um, episodes that are going to come up we will discuss ethics involved in each area of aba programs it's really important for us to practice ethically um, and in the past, there's been a lot of cases where things haven't been regulated or implemented ethically. Okay, so that, that's why the code was created. And also, because of the nature of the people we deal with, the, the, the level of vulnerability, we have to be very on top of these things. Because if we're not going to be doing the right Accountability. Thing, exactly. It's, we have to be held accountable. And if we're not doing the right thing, 
then we have to be we have to be called upon that and find a better way to do it and that's how ethics has come about um and of course yeah exactly yeah Sorry, what are you going to say? And I was just going to say, we, it just has to be, it's, it has to be integral to every, every program or everything that we do. I was going to say, it's always very funny. I was watching, so for Christmas, I, you know, from my parents-in-law, I got myself a, the Charlie's Angels new film. And the, the notification for the new ethics code came up on my screen. And then, remember, it was like half an hour later, a friend was texting us, oh, the new code says this. And I'm like... The email just came through. Why are you reading it already? Yeah, I had a quick skim. I, it was hilarious. I haven't yet. Yeah, but you I'm guys like, are two hours yeah. behind me, so the email came when I was definitely asleep. So. Oh, yeah, 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 because you were two hours behind. Yeah. I was just like, it just came out. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm watching my Charlie's Angels reboot. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> I'm busy. Um. So... Because we're talking about ethics, we also wanted to say that, um, so the ethic, the uh, BACB board, it's is going through a transition at the moment, and the UKSBA is kind of be it's a, you know, a British organization that's um, you know, trying to gather resources or preparing for that transition so basically we always have to do the exam. We always send our paperwork to America and then we do the exam in London. But America's being like, you know what, we're done doing the whole world. We're doing only America, and you guys figure it out. Uh, which, you know, at the same time is fair enough. But on the other hand, yeah. meh, it's, it's yeah. all a bit up in the air. It's quite, yeah. it's quite concerning for us folk that don't yeah. live in any of those places. Exactly. Yeah. So the UK SBA is, from what I gather, taking charge on the ABA in the UK. I'm not sure if they're going to be managing other countries, so that's the thing. It's it's a lot, a lot. Anyway, this doesn't matter for you guys. Um, but for the time, like you can check changes on the UK SBA website, or you for the time being, you can go to the www.bacb.com, and if you go on the websites like ethics, and then um, reporting to the ethics department. So this is a very important area because. There have been cases of people not being regulated and, you know, you need to know where you can find resources for this. I'm not saying, like, report every little thing, but, you know, it's important to know that you can report, that people are accountable in this field. It's not just, oh, yeah, he did this and that and did this and that and it's fine. And there's an ethical... That's why it's so... Knowledge is power. That's why it's important to know what the ethics code is, it's important to know how you can report if something's not being done properly. Because ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis, revolves around changing people's lives. So it needs to be practiced ethically. You can't... I I get really riled up when... Especially in everywhere, not just in ABA, but when... One, when children are not being well treated... Because for me, and I've said this in the past, I hate shouting. I hate shouting. I don't like shouting. And I get really riled up when children are shouted at. <laughs> and I understand everyone's human. People lose their temper. But there's a whole thing of ethics we need to be following. We should be following. Because we're all human. And everyone deserves consideration. And to get the best and the most effective treatment. So we all need to know 
our rules and our limitations. Because I've had situations, and Lauren, I'm sure I have had many situations, that ethically we're like, hmm, don't really agree with that. Um, an example, I'll just give you an example. I I was working for, um, for a parent on a home program, and she, the parent was contacted by her BCBA, who lived in another country, about running a pragmatic language assessment. And, you know, the parent asked me, oh, what was that? And I said, well, I have no idea. Just ask her to clarify. And the parent never received a response. So they wanted to do something. The parent asked what it was. They didn't receive a response. And then a few weeks later, when the BCA was over from the country she lived in, she came to the UK to visit her clients. Um, and she contacted the parents saying, oh, well, I'll come down today to run the assessment. And the parents were like, no, we... We told you, we asked you what it was, and you didn't clarify. So the assessment hadn't been explained, and the parents hadn't confirmed they wanted it done. And this person was just going to rock up, charge a lot of money, and do this assessment that they had no idea what was it for. So question things. And I'm not saying every CBA will do this. Of course not. Not every, like, there's different people in every field. But question things. If someone is doing doing their job right, they'll be fine explaining everything to you. But also, if they explain it to you more than once, then at some point, maybe write it down so you don't forget. I mean, I've I've sent so many emails to clients explaining everything and they don't read it and that puts me off a bit, especially because I personally spend a lot of time making it super simple and easy for people to read. So when, I, when they ask me information and I send it and they don't read it and they want me to repeat it, it's because, you know what, it's, it's still my time. I still take time to read the email, so please just read the email. Yeah. But, at the same, yeah. but if someone hasn't explained something to you, make them explain it to you. Otherwise, say, you know what, until you explain, explain it, we're not doing it. Yeah. Because, yeah, we need, again, accountability, um, which, again... We're going to talk about ethics as well throughout the episodes because there's, you know, it's big, big area. Um, when I, I remember this, when I did, was starting my master's in ABA and we had to choose um, which subjects we're going to take. What was it, what's it called? Subjects? Modules? Modules. What are we talking about? Modules? Sorry. Like uh, university. Yeah, modules. You, you, yeah. Modules, thank you. So, and I decided to take three uh, on the three, yeah, no, two on the first term, and one of them was ethics, and you have to choose a topic of the ethics code to, you know, to do an an essay about, and I chose uh, progressive, so child, you know, child's rights and stuff, and it, it's not honestly on knowledge is power. You you need to know your stuff. You need to protect the people that are vulnerable. As a BCBA, as a parent, as a guardian, as a friend. I mean... Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, who else is going to do it? Yeah. And I'm sure... Oh, Lauren, like, do you want to tell us about one of your situations? Because I'm sure you've seen plenty. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's not nice to have experienced that. But I think it also makes you a bit stronger in terms of how to manage them. Because, you know, when, you, when you're new, yeah. you feel like, you know, you get... I don't want to say pushed into things, but you, you want to everybody to be happy. So you do things, you know, 
that aren't great and I think yeah. I've seen unfortunately unethical practice and I've also been in situations where I've encouraged people to read and to know about ethical codes and which ABA professionals should uphold and I always do that like I give the warn you know and I say look here's the information like there has to be improvement you know we can't do this anymore because sometimes people don't know or they don't think about the consequence of their actions and how this will yeah. impact others okay yeah. And if I haven't seen improvement, then I do escalate matters, you know. And I think it's always better to be in the know. And I've said, it, you yeah. know, do your research. Make sure you're aware of your rights and your responsibilities, most importantly. And think about also if it was you. What would you want, what would you think would be acceptable if it was happening to you? Okay. And I think Definitely. it's very it's very easy to say, oh, but he must just or she must just when you haven't, had an experience like that and someone just controlling your life so yeah I think you know there needs to be strict rules because the kids are well these these people are vulnerable okay and they these codes are kept in a place to keep them safe most importantly but also to keep us safe you know be be aware everyone yeah be aware of we're, these things and yeah we're, we're very fervent about <laughs> about ethics both Lauren and I because you know, it's it makes us angry when we when we see things not being done ethically or people not mm. being well treated. We get yeah. I get really. I remember like just sorry another one. I it's not an ethics thing, but so I used to tutor a mainstream girl. She's now sixteen. I mean, she's amazing. So and she was Christmas shopping with her mom when she was younger and. So she wanted to look at the decorations. So she must have been, what, 13 at the time. So she took out the, you know, the front ornament and she was looking at the back. And this sales consultant came shouting at her, don't touch that, blah, 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 blah. This is a shop. She was in a shop. She's 13. And she she just wanted to see something. And her mom actually heard the shouting and she didn't know what's going on. And then the sales consultant had left. And only when they kind of left the shop did I think did she tell her mom what happened, and I was I was shocked. I was like, "Are you joking?" I want I actually wanted to take her to the shopping center and point <laughs> which one was it so I could go talk to her. Like you don't speak to people like that, even if they're children. She's not breaking anything. I mean, it's honestly, yeah. honestly. I know this is not necessarily an ethics thing, but it drives me up the wall. I can't. Yeah, it's horrible. All right, should we end this? Because I think people yeah. will be like, oh, come on. All right, <laughs> and thoughts. Um, well, this was just a kickstart of the new year, of the new series about ABA programs, and we haven't gone into too many details. Like, trust me, if you think what we said is detailed, wait until you hear the new episodes, because there's a lot to cover. So we will be dividing the following episodes in topics such as, you know, BCBA, so how to find the BCBA, how to find the tutor, and, uh, you know, spending, and all the, all those things. Um, and basically, I think for us is a yay on the ABA programs, but only when they're done appropriately. Absolutely. And, of course, we're, we're excited about sharing more of our knowledge slash experience okay with regard to aba programs yay or nay but we also have a lot more to share with you which is quite exciting so card and i were chatting and we thought it'd be a really good idea for us to share some of our books 
Well, the books that we're currently reading, obviously ABA related. And I said, we have to read loads anyway, just by the bar, people who are listening. We have to read loads and loads and loads. I'm currently reading a 24 typed journal article that is one of seven for some of the CEU points I have to earn. So yes, we have to read all the time. And books, Con and I do actually quite like to read in about our field. And it's good for us to keep on top of, um, you know, developing programs and principles and such things. So um, going ahead in terms of, you know, just expanding everybody's knowledge of ABA. So Con and I, yeah, we're going to start a little book club. Not sure what we're going to call it yet. Reading with ABA hours? Yeah. We, I don't know. We, hadn't, we, have, we haven't gone that far. Yeah. We just, we, we discussed it. And like, you know what, this would be cool. And... We don't know if we're going to start either this month or next month. It will depend on, you know, what's happening with our lives yeah. in terms of... Well, we're all locked in the house. But just because we're in the house doesn't mean we don't have work. Because yeah. we have a lot of stuff cooking that we can't share yet. Nope. Um, nope. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe reading corner. ABA reading. Maybe Owl's reading corner. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Something, Something like, like that. Something like that. Well, cool. Yeah. We'll think. But yeah, but, you know, we just thought people would enjoy it. Yeah, it could be quite yeah. nice. Um, and yeah, yeah. Go. Sorry, and then I thought also um, in this week for our links or like our book suggestions on the articles, um, we don't really have much, but we thought we'd mention again about the Sunnyside Club. Okay, it starts this month, January twenty twenty two. Well, yeah, January twenty twenty one. You can find them on Facebook. Yeah. So normal Facebook um, website slash forward slash Sunnyside Ealing Club, or you can go onto Instagram, which is their handles, at Sunnyside underscore club. Okay, and then I mentioned some articles earlier, which I quoted from, so that's Applied Behavior Analysis Programs.com, and that's American spelling of behavior with no U, and then AutismSpeaks.org, um, they've got some really great um, information on there, it's quite informative. Um, and then also in terms of, um, we mentioned the BACB website, which um, I think I said earlier, but I'll give it to you again. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, BACB.com forward slash ethics um, dash information forward slash. So that's all the information we had on today's mm-hmm. podcast. So thank you. Yeah, and actually, do you know, I think you know this, do you know why the Americans don't use the use in like favorite or behavior or color? Vaughn and I were chatting about it recently, uh, but tell me. Uh, it's because you know in the old days let's say when they had to put ads on newspapers it was by the letter oh. so to be to be cheaper they would cut the let's say unnecessary letters mm. so that's how the language developed into people writing in america behavior without the oh. u or favorite without you all about the money money well vaughn was telling me that they they did it because so they had a whole bunch of different spellings for words and so they so like some had used and some didn't, and then when they like obviously when America was more established, they were like right, we need to have one spelling, and they were already using a different. They were using the words that didn't have them, and England was still deciding, and so they were like, no, let's put the use in. So they have the use, and Americans don't. That's what he told me. I don't know. I, I think it's a mix. I think yeah. I well, I would have to do more research on this, obviously, but. I probably think that when in when in America when they started using that thing about the money removing the use, 
and then later because it was some people had you some people mm. didn't so maybe that's where that mm. came from where some people would write with the use some didn't yeah. and then they had to be like you know what we need to be consistent yeah. but i think the uk always you know they've used the use for many many years yeah. i don't think the uk was debating it was more the americans because if something comes up on on the newspaper or yeah. in, you know and some people spell it differently yeah so then yeah i, they I just know like, that i was at well this is going to maybe offend some of our Americans. I was always like, but England is the right spelling because they're older and wada, wada, wada. And actually, what Ron was telling me was that because the Americans were using an older form, because obviously they moved across and they were still using this older form of language. And then yeah, England yeah, were yeah. like, no, we need to unify everything. So let's just put use in everything. So it's all the same that they kind of altered it. But I don't know how true that is, but I don't yeah. tend to argue with Vaughn because he does do a lot of reading and he actually finds this stuff really interesting. But I don't know. That's just, I thought that was quite fascinating because I was like, how <laughs> can the Americans him. be right when they knew her? But anyway, I, ho- I hope that, I hope that it's a mixture of the two. Yeah. And also Americans can't get upset at us because we're not British, we're not English and we're not Americans. So we're neutral. Yeah. We're Switzerland. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Well... Sorry, Con- so contact us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. That's our email. Uh, you can also visit our website, www.abaowls.com. And the next workshops are online, like we mentioned. They'll be on a Tuesday at 11.15 a.m. UK time. Anyone can join. doesn't matter where you are in the world. Um, the first one will be this month on the 19th of January and again the topic is functional behavior so you know responding to instructions demands and the second one it will be on the 23rd of February and the topic is alternative behaviors and our next podcast will be next month on the 1st of February so please feel free to email us or message us on Instagram our handle is at aba underscore owls if you have a particular topic you would like us to address. And also a big thank you to everybody who's been listening. Like, we're so, so grateful. Yeah. And, of course, you know, it's our reinforcement to continue. Um, Carl and I can talk, but we also like to share our knowledge, and we like to know that it's helping people. So if it is helping you, let us know too. You don't always have to just tell us about new topics. Just get hold of us. We'd really love to hear from you. And, of course, yeah. rate, like, and subscribe to us. Okay, so on iTunes you can find us. It's called Chirping with ABA Owls. Um, and also on any platform, you can just Google it. It'll be there, Chirping with ABA Owls. That's our podcast. And on Instagram and Facebook, that's just ABA Owls on those ones. So please do get hold of us. Like, rate, and subscribe. Thank you so much. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Uh, yes, Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.